some are born great, some achieve greatness, some have greatness thrust upon them. Be not afraid of greatness. First name greatest, last name ever, greatest, ever, greatest, ever. First name greatest, last name ever, greatest, ever. Yeah, I've been there.
nigga that you whack, whack, Here's a brief example of a complicated cut. For my next number, I'd like to return to the classics. Now check the Ha <laughs> ha 
down and I'd like to take a minute just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the world DJ champion for something completely different. different, different.
next level. crazy flood man. victory yeah that was awesome Holy dude no shit. <laughs> you yeah crazy right are you okay i'm like <laughs> i was got like a headache in that whole like too much scratching, man. yo man Just that was awesome play. one more time for a fact everybody clap it up please okay <laughs> amazing you, man you. super so. super eclectic Thanks, all man. over the place yeah a little bit of technicality a little bit of a little bit, a little flavor bit. yeah well, um, where did all that come from, man? Like, where where are you from? Like, where did uh, where did this musical influence come from? Like, uh, um, let's see. Okay, so you want like my history? Yeah, yeah. Let's my get background. the history. Break, the break it down. Break Everybody it down. knows your videos. Everybody right. knows your routines, Second, but, but people gotta, don't know you. I gotta load up my site. I got my bio on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I grew up. Uh, I grew up in in the country, basically in rural Ontario, um, in a place called Paisley. It's my hometown. P dot, um, it's like yeah, it's a, it's a place. It's got like a thousand people. It's like it's a literal like village, right? Um, <laughs> and there was like there's no like hip hop or DJing or anything there. But um, I guess like somehow when I was re- like pretty young, like I was like twelve, I got into like electronic music through um, like I was into like Moby and Fatboy Slim and Aphex Twin and that kind of like big beat stuff. Um, and and I started producing when I was twelve. Like I started like making beats on Fruity Loops and then like samplers. Um, 
And then when I went to high school, uh, that's when I got introduced to hip hop. Like, uh, there's people like breakdancing and stuff, and they like, you know, they told me the the four elements of hip hop, and, and so I was like, oh, I want to like get into this. And I was already producing, and then I was like, like DJing is like the element of hip hop that's like musical and stuff. So that's kind of, and I sucked at breakdancing like really bad. I still do. Um, <laughs> How's your rap? My rap? Oh, <laughs> you don't. You're not ready for that. <laughs> We're not ready. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah and then uh, like just luck would have it there's a, a pawn shop um like 30 minutes away and they had a set a dj a gemini dj in a box um like a used one it's probably the only time they've ever had turntables like since and i saw them and uh I, I saved up i worked on a garlic farm when i was a kid and i saved up my money bought the gemini dj in a box and like taught myself from the internet um i didn't really I didn't really meet another DJ for like four years or something. Like when I went to university, I, m- I met other DJs, but it was mostly like online, like here and there I met some DJs, but I guess like, like that's part of the reason actually that I'm uh, that I DJ backwards, like flipped is because what, like one of the only videos I had to reference at the time was um, Hubert and Mixmaster Mike in like 1995. And that's how they, they did channel swap because there's no hamster switch. And I just thought like, oh, that's how it works, right? Like that's how you DJ. And because I didn't meet anyone, no one told me that I was dumb. <laughs> so he never found yeah. his danger zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cool. So I mean, being in a town like that where there's no, you know, DJ culture, DJ community, where yeah. do you where do you get your influences from? Because a lot of the stuff you're doing is so technical, and like, where do you learn all that stuff? Um, I don't know by myself in my bedroom for a while. Like, I just I I don't know. I just like. Um, I watched a lot of videos. I watched like all the videos I could get my hands on. Like it started with uh, with Cuber and like the DIY videos and stuff, and then DMC videos. Like um, when I got I got the 2003 DMC Supremacy, and uh, it had Tiger Style in it, and that's like that video. There's one routine like specifically that made me want to battle because I was I was like still into like electronic weird stuff, so I was into like Radiohead, and they have a song called Idiotech. Um, and Tiger Cell sampled that and made like a hardcore like battle routine. And that just like blew my mind that you could take like a song that you know and you recognize and you change it into something different, different time signature and everything. And then when I saw that, I'm like, I want to do that, you know, like that's my outlet kind of thing. So. And before you were DJing, I, I got a, this note here that you're a gambling man a little bit. Oh, uh, uh, yes. So <laughs> there's a rumor. OK, so, yeah, that's like fast forward a little bit. So basically. Okay. So I went to university. Um, I tried battling like back in like 06, 07. I entered, entered a couple of regionals, didn't place. Um, that was it. I went to university. I was, I was a philosophy major. I was planning on, a, I was thinking about going to like law school and stuff. And I just DJed like in my bedroom. I, I didn't, for like uh, all of university, almost like first four years, um, I didn't play out or anything really. It was just kind of like by myself. Um, and I got into, uh, to, I actually, I, I was working a summer job at like a, like a hydro plant or something. It's just a boring desk job. And, and it was bu- bugged me so much like that I didn't, I didn't have the energy to like scratch and like practice and do music when I got home. And so I'm like, how can I like not, how can I stay home, work from home and like have time to DJ? So I got this brain dead idea that I was going to play poker on the internet and that was going to like work and it did somehow i became like i became a pro poker player um for three years i guess in university i was like i was top 50 in the world for like online poker Damn. i i paid for uh i paid for my school with it um <laughs> and then 
Yeah. So it, it was a little more than just a hobby. Like you were really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, was, I was pro. Like I played. I played like Australia, like around the world a little bit. Um, uh, I was mostly online though. So like I'm not. I wasn't on TV and stuff like that. Were you trying so, for like World Series and stuff like that? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I was. I was going to do that. Um, but uh, basically, I don't know. The I I never ended up going to the to the World Series, but um, because like when you win into the World Series, you can sell it like your seat for ten thousand dollars. So I just did that when ah. I did it. Um, but um, yeah, I didn't end up doing that. And then basically, uh, DMC came back in two thousand eleven to Canada. It wasn't there for a few years, and so I just like um, I, I heard about it in the summer, and it's like two months away. And I was like, uh, I was just been bedroom DJing and I was like, you know, uh, maybe like DMC hasn't been here for a few years. This might be the last year we ever have it. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Like, hopefully I was hoping like I would like, I was hoping I'd get like top five or something. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I, I wasn't DJing with people. So I had no concept of my skill level at all. Like I, I didn't know if I was good or bad or anything. So I entered like a regional and long story short, like I, I won the regional, I went to the nationals, I won the nationals. Um, I, in my acceptance speech at the nationals, I told them that, uh, that I wasn't going to the world cause I wasn't good enough yet. <laughs> and, and so I didn't go to the world in 2011 after winning Canadian so you, DMC. So you actually didn't go. Yeah. I stuck to my word. Like I was like, yeah, no, I'm literally not going. Cause, um, I felt, and I still, I still feel this way. Like, but I, I felt at the time I was like, I, I wasn't super happy with the skill level of battlers in general. And, and I felt like if I went to the Worlds, I was going to be one of those people that I wasn't happy with, like with skill level. So I was like, you know, what, I'm going to I'm going to hang back. I'm going to spend a year on it and work hard and like get instead of getting like two months and making my best routine in two months. I was like, I'll just spend a year and like see what I can do and see if I can actually like, you know, because I care about what I think more than other people, you know, there's people like super mad at me. They didn't, they didn't let me uh, defend. They didn't let me defend my title the next year. I had to start out the regionals again. There's people saying I was like disgraced to Canada and stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like, yeah, man, it's hella like nationalism and stuff. And then, so, but then long story short, I won the regional, won the national and won DMC supremacy. That was the first world uh, DJ battle I ever entered. And I won it like right there. And then I came home and I was like, fuck you guys. I was right. <laughs> you know, I didn't actually say that, but I, you know, in my head, I know I remember the people who were like talking trash. So now if only but, you could have sold your seat to the world for 10 grand, right? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I <laughs> You're like not going to happen, bro. DMC is like more worth it. So when you were in the world, like how did that affect your like career and your life in general? So, yeah. So, okay. Before that, like I was like, when I entered in 2011, I was, two th- uh, I was uh, 24, right? It's like for like getting into DJing, like as a career, that's pretty old, you know, like to just start kind of thing. Um, and I, it wasn't even on my radar as like a career option. But then, you know, when all of a sudden in like under a year, you're like two time national champion and one time world champion. It's like, oh, OK, I guess like, I guess I can maybe try this and stuff. So um, also around that time, like. Uh, something, something happened with poker, like something like I had like a really bad year, like not money wise, but something really bad happened, um, because of that. And so I was like, you know, poker wasn't making me, making me happy anymore. And I was like, um, 
I was financially like I was fine for a little bit and I was like I have the time to you know give this a shot with DJing and and take a risk and stuff and so just like I dropped poker like pretty much cold at the, the uh in 2012 and then just full-time DJ since then and so far it worked and so when you when you say full-time DJ though you focus primarily on battling right I mean were you also gigging and like doing I, residencies I do, and all that stuff uh I don't do I don't have any residencies and I'm not really looking for it right now like for yeah for like anything super regular but uh I still like I play out a lot I do like a lot of showcases and stuff um I do um like just events in general like people I don't know people have this idea that the only way you can like make money DJing is is like by doing clubs and stuff regularly but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there for people who are just doing like showcase sets and like 15 20 minute sets like you know there's a lot of people who just want like a, a DJ to like play there for an event and stuff and and not like rock the whole night and that and there's other things um there's uh like uh doing like scratching on tracks and stuff and being featured on songs like people want that and they'll pay for that and stuff and like um there's just like different outlets for it like so yeah what are your thoughts on like the current battle scenes the different styles of battling like the three styles and itf and the differences you know yeah. like what's your thoughts um, on that i think it i think it's awesome like i i like having different formats in battling like one i like it's good for the the battle scene to be competitive with different competitions that are kind of like pushing each other and exploring different avenues so that like the organizations themselves like step up and that and uh like i don't know like three style gives you it's a different format right like it's it's longer um it's like it's more mixed space and stuff. It gives you different. It gives you room to work different skills than right. than like DMC does, and DMC even to like IDA. Like IDA is more head to head and short rounds. So um, they give you different different avenues to work your skills, and and I like that because um, there's there's a lot of guys who are not necessarily like good all around or something, or they specialize in like one certain area, and it gives them a chance to like shine in that. Like it gives you if you're you know, a sicko, like, scratcher or something, you have this avenue. If you're a sicko, like, club DJ, you have this avenue. And I think it's, like, good for, like, anybody anybody who's really passionate about DJing, it's good for them to have a platform, you know? So. Is, is like, Red Bull a battle that you would potentially enter, or is that... <laughs> my my buddy Trapman back there is giving me the X because uh, <laughs> I actually, just want to battle you. <laughs> I, have a, I have a horse in the in the race right now. I usually, like... Even though I'm not entering, I, I like work with with uh, with buddies who are DJs and stuff like on their on their set and that because you know people think like Red Bull is about like club DJing and stuff, which it is, but it's also it's a routine and it's a battle and there's certain things that uh, you have to like the pace of the routine has to be a lot different than you would be in a club and stuff. And I see that with a lot of like great club DJs who enter three style, maybe they don't adjust properly. So I like work with some of my friends and like trying to help them out and my buddy Trapman, he's like my i'm pulling for him this year he got second in canada last year so so for now you know i'm just like i'm sitting out but it's definitely something i'd be interested in um i'm not i'm not a you know i'm not a fool though i know like i'm not just gonna enter that and do like a 15 minute dmc set like i don't even want to see that you know so <laughs> I would, i'd make like the uh the proper adjustments and the the big reason why i didn't i haven't done three style is because it's really hard to balance uh 
just w- even doing one competition and focusing on that is hard enough because it, ba- it basically takes a year to make a, a good like a high level world winning routine like when you're at that level it takes like a full year um and if you're trying to like make it for three different formats and like adapt your routines and stuff it just like it doesn't go well like i i learned that the hard way in 2014 when i entered teams supremacy and the six minute like i entered and ida and ida show i entered all five live battles um and i got second and third in every single one i didn't win anything because i was kind of like trying to adapt things different ways and just trying to make routines fit into a format that it wasn't meant for and stuff and you know it's really it's really hard to you spread yourself thin so yeah so you kind of learn to focus and yeah like last one. last year i didn't do the supremacy head to head i did the, do the teams um but yeah it was it was really tough to balance last year with uh with the six minute because yeah i was trying to really focus on that but you know it's a, we did it so yeah it felt like it was an hour routine today it's like there's a couple times you're staring in the camera just trying to like battle whoever the hell's on the other side <laughs> i mean you did perform a lot of different things from some of your previous sets right today yeah 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 i did um the the first part was kind of like um i don't know my my greatest hits of my older routines <laughs> there's a couple i i left out um because just so hard to like a lot of my um my older sets are like head-to-head sets and they're like meant for like 90 seconds by themselves they're they're not meant to like mix in and out of and like put with other stuff so it's really hard to like just start them like after another routine so but so i did like kind of my older greatest hits stuff uh at the end i did like uh my last year's routine and then uh and the middle was just like you know a bunch of stuff i've been working on little ideas and like just like playing some tracks i like and stuff so yeah. yeah it was i mean it's it's awesome and i remember some of that stuff from your your dmc um online routine yeah and obviously doing it live you know it's you got to do it live right you don't have yeah to... yeah i actually had to just uh was it the one part um the welcome to the next level um i had to i had like some some wizardry going on here that i can't set up after a mix and stuff it's got to be set up ahead of time and it won't i can't do it otherwise so uh I had to adjust and just use like a cue point on that. So that's yeah. why you got the, the light version of that routine. Uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about um, the DMC battle, the online battle. Yeah. There's a little bit of a controversy kind of surrounding oh. it. And over the last few oh. years, people have kind of like weighed in with um, their opinions on why it's either whack or why it's dope or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be a lot of um, very opinionated DJs as yeah, yeah. to like, you know, what the, the battle should be and what should be a winning set and what shouldn't be a winning set. Yeah. And I, I'm just curious, like where you stand on that in, in terms of like technology and, okay, you know, right. how everything's advanced and, you know. Yeah. Well, me, like personally, I'm like, uh, the reason I, I think for me, like DMC online is, is like kind of the most interesting battle there because there's no real r- rules and everyone can use their home setup. So you can do things like, um, like there's things that you can do in that, that you would never be able to do live and maybe even when try to do live because you'd have to bring too much gear and everything but you can try and do different things so you can kind of see like more the potential and the use for technology and like um there's so many battles where you can do that stuff or like it's not practical to so i think those battles are fun for like the being trying to be more pure and just use two turntables and a mixer but like for dmc online i think it's about trying to do like some crazy next level stuff and trying to um take this technology and actually like put it to use and stuff and that's that's what like me and brace both of our our kind of philosophy was on it was like yo like 
you know, this is stuff we use these keyboards and, and like fretless faders and all that. We use this at home just like when we're making music and like practicing. So now we have like a battle to, to actually use that. And I think um, I, for me personally, like the one of the reasons that battling got stale, like especially in like 2006 to 2010 kind of before they let Serato and everything was that people were being limited to um, a setup that they didn't actually use at home. Like people weren't using pure vinyl with two 1200s and a techniques mixer at home anymore. Like that, you know, that in the nineties, sure. But like they weren't using that anymore. And so like the set suffered, but I think like uh, a good battle, you get the best quality sets, the closer you get to um, allowing a setup that they can use, that they use at home, you know, the closest you get to your home setup and how you're performing with that, the better quality you're going to get. So I just want to see like the best sets possible. Um, So do you think like with the online battle, um, is it like, like, are you making a concerted effort to like basically submit your most flawless routine possible? Like if you mess up once on a one take, are you like that one's in the trash? Oh yeah. Yeah. Last year for my DMC online set, um, I've, I've actually had recorded like a footage, uh, 25 hours. Um, I spent two weeks on it and like, uh, I don't know. So some people might remember, but I, I like, like two days before the deadline, I post like a super depressing status being like, like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get the take cause I recorded for like 12 days and every take had something like messed up. And it wasn't like, like, because I was using weird technology, the keyboard and stuff, there's things like I was getting MIDI conflicts. So like, even if I perform it flawlessly, I get to the end of the routine and the keyboard just doesn't work because the 62 like conflicted with it. And so it's just not working. So, you know, that takes dead. So I was having like these troubles, but then the second last day I got like a, a good take. I still see like problems with it when I watch it. I'm like, that's not what I meant to do. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, when for online, like I think you, you have to try and be perfect because, um, you know, a live battle, you just kind of roll with the punches if you make a mistake, but online you, you get the chance to take as many takes as you want. So. Do you think that might be where some of the critique comes from, from some of the older or other DJs that like might take issue with with it being like this flawless set whereas they they're looking for maybe that human element of like having a mistake or yeah. you know what it whatever it might be um i don't know it's still it's still like you're still doing it live in one take right and there are everybody all their sets have mistakes so it's still like it's very human i think um i don't know if people are like against technology and that I, it, like we have a, a weird kind of culture where we're in the dj scene there's some real purist guys who just don't want to to see technology and stuff, but I want to see it like a track when he is on here talking about, um, you know, people look at like turntablism as being like a, a dated art form and it's no, not relevant anymore and stuff. But I think a lot of that is because people aren't using relevant sounds and relevant technology. Like they're still using like for me, like in my sets, one of my things is like, I, I try to use the bare minimum, uh, traditional battle sounds. Like my, the only ones that I use in that whole hour were probably like my oldest sets from like 2011 and 12. I used a few, but other than that, it's like, you know, the battle records that were made by dirt style, they were using sounds that were relevant to them at the time, but now people are still using them. And it's like, you know, like Mantronics and like electro, like classic electro. That's not relevant. If you're like, (laughs) 20 years old you know like right. that's not what you listen to there's like tons of acapellas out there and like instrumentals stems we can use like there's the coolest sounds they're like current and relevant and technology and like effects to make things like 
things don't have to sound raw and like old school now they can sound like polished and like with you know echo and and filters and things to to make things sound modern you know and so that's what that's what i'm kind of trying to do and brace with with our sets is kind of you know just trying to make something that that doesn't sound like stuff that has been done before Speaking about Brace, uh, mm-hmm. you guys formed Fresher Than. Fresher Than. How, how did yeah. all of how that relationship come up? And you know, uh, <laughs> uh, so okay, I'll tell the, the the full story. So back in the day, Brace in two thousand four, he won Canadian DMC, and like I started in two thousand five, and so um, I was a stalker, a DJ stalker, <laughs> and so I like added, I just added like. DJ Brace at hotmail.com, DJ dot brace dot at hotmail.com until and I found like I added him and I was like asking him questions and everything. <laughs> and he said, he said like years later, like when we, we actually met, we didn't meet until uh, 2011, I think. And he was like, he, he blocked me on MSN because I was too annoying. <laughs> so he blocked me. And then like years later, like when I won Canadian finals. Um, and then, and then here's the next thing. In 2011, uh, when I met him in person, it was at a DJ battle in Montreal as the current Canadian champion. Um, and I went to this like local DJ battle because they had like some money for the prize. And uh, he judged, and uh, and and he picked me to lose. I actually lost that battle. That's the last battle I lost on Canadian soil. So brace chose me to lose and <laughs> so, so somehow i was like you know what <laughs> like i'm gonna team up with this guy who just doesn't like me but no we <laughs> we became friends after the battle and he uh we we talked about djing and stuff and, and scratching and we just had like a lot of the same ideas about where it should go and we we're kind of like we like a lot of like like scratch music and like d styles and stuff is like and woody and i are like some of our, our biggest idols and we we're like we really want to kind of blur the lines between those two scenes in the turntablist world, like where there's like the musical side and then there's the battle side. And for a long time, they're just like totally different things um, because battling was uh, cared a bit less about music and being like in key and being like tasteful and stuff. And so we were like, you know, we, we always wish that um, even though they never would, but a guy like D styles or kid koala, uh, would enter the the DJ battles and just do their style because it's like it's sick and you know and there's but you know there's a lot of guys who who are musically inclined that don't enter battles because there's a people think for battling you have to do it a certain way and it's got to be done a certain way because it has been in the past but we we're like you know you don't have to do it that way because it has been done there's other ways you can try and be you know push it musically so we try and like you know in our sets we even though you might not see it, but there's a lot of music theory and stuff in our, in our sets and a lot of things that we're drawing from uh, outside of just like DJing. And so since we both like kind of seen eye to eye on that, that's where we went like with our, with our team sets is just like, we just tried to make music and then put it in a battle rather than making a battle set and being like, you know, we're making this to win. We didn't make any compromises. There's, there's things that we purposely didn't do that people still like, but things like, uh, when the DJ is like in a team, like switch spots and stuff, or they both scratch on the same turntable and that it's kind of like gimmicky a little bit, you know, it's not <laughs> musical or anything. And it's for like the, the show, but we were kind of like any time that you can do that stuff, uh, you could probably do something cooler musically with it. So that's why like in our sets we're we're just like really focused on like performing and trying to add 
add more to the actual substance of the music. So. I'm going to summarize how they met with he tried to slide in his DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old school way. Was, yeah, pretty before <laughs> the DMs. <laughs> MSNs. Hard. Yo, uh, Bite. Shout out to Bite, who's uh, on the chat room. Uh, Actually, there was a bunch of people in the chat room. Ch- Big ones. Bite, we had um, field some questions. From, yeah, he actually had a, actually somebody was asking a question. I think Mike twenty six hundred is in there. He's he was asking your um your sticker setup. What's the deal with that? My sticker setup. Yeah, yeah I'll talk about it. So, um, so basically, I I use like uh, I tried a bunch of things before. Like a lot of people just use one sticker, right? Um, and just like that's their twelve o'clock kind of thing. For me, that's like the green sticker is basically my twelve o'clock. Um, and I um I tried different setups where. Um, I tried five stickers, four stickers, two stickers. I just felt like two wasn't quite enough for a lot of things, like where you have to spin a full half rotation. And then uh, four or five got a bit cluttered. So I used three, um, which is also like um, three stickers. It works out to exactly like 100 BPM, which is around hip hop tempo. And I use a lot of hip hop. So it, it stays relevant. Like um, the stickers are at exactly 100 BPM and not all my music is, but it's just like, it's a, it's a rough reference. It's kind of like I, when I'm beat juggling and stuff, I'm like, so I, I know that um, the, a, a snare is like, um, I don't know, an inch after the red or something like that. And I, and I well, like the color scheme is so, um, there's there's people who use the whole record as like a clock face and like twelve o'clock and six o'clock and everything. I just use uh I just use basically um twelve o'clock to like three o'clock, like that top corner by the needle. That's the only one I use. And then I sw- in my head I switch colors. So it's like um I'll be like green twelve o'clock is the next thing, uh yellow one o'clock, red. And so instead of my eyes having to move all around the record, it just stays in one spot as the record turns and the colors change. So um it's to, I don't know, to get really nerdy about it, it's like reduces your eye movement. So it's just you're looking here and there, one spot on each record every time. Because so. yeah. modding the mixer wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got to be extra on everything. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Someone's asking who made them. them. Hmm? Someone's asking who made them. The stickers? Yeah. Oh, 12 inch skins. Is that, it's probably him asking. <laughs> no, it's shout out to 12 inch skins. Plug? Was that the plug? Yeah. I got full of the Yeah, shout plug. out to our plugs 12 inch hey, skins, <laughs> Mega DJ you, uh, Center, Cooler Caps. PayPal gift us uh, a yeah. little marketing plug. Yeah, get some free ones now, right? <laughs> oh, you're right. So um, I saw you recently mentioned that you just kind of got a new gig basically um, oh, yeah. scoring for a. Uh, a major cartoon yeah yeah which so, is really interesting can you talk a little bit about that yeah so that's a, that's another thing when we're talking about like like uh gig opportunities and stuff for like a, a turntablist or like a non like club dj um yeah i just got like i got approached um based off of my youtube video that like went viral last year um i got approached by a, like a tv scoring company they do music for tv and radio and film and stuff and they're like hey uh one of our clients, they they want like DJ style music for their thing, and a lot of, like all the guys that work with us are more traditional, the composers and that. Um, they're like, can you do this? So like, do you can you? We can't use any copyrighted music. There can't be a hint of like no samples or anything that's remotely copyrighted. Um, and he's like, you know, I I know like DJs usually just play other people's songs and that kind of thing. And I was like. Well, luckily, like in the past two years, I started like my passion has kind of been producing, right? Like the Sega, Sega um, routine. That's the first routine I put out. There's my own beat and my own production and everything. 
So I was like, yeah, I can, I can actually do this. I can make my own samples now. Like I can, I can give it a shot. And he's like, okay, well you have to audition for it. So um, they gave me two and a half minutes of, uh, it's like a cartoon, like, co- like different scenes compressed, like they were varied and stuff. And they're like, score this. And so I like, I gave it my best shot, but in my head I was like, I do, I really want to do like TV scoring. And so I was like, I'm not going to do like, like traditional classical music and stuff because then if I get this gig I'm going to do that for a year and I don't want to do that so I'm like okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna scratch everything so everything is it's like uh it's layered recorded scratches like kick wall and d styles kind of thing um and I just scored it all like drum scratching horn scratching everything scratched and sent it to them and uh and there's like three months where I didn't hear anything so I was like okay they didn't like it obviously and they hit me back like a week ago or something two weeks ago and they're like they're like yeah we loved like what you did like we don't know how you did it um <laughs> but we want you to do it and it's it's like 52 episodes like a full year uh thing and they're like uh but like i'm, I'm paired with a a guy like a, a real composer for tv and stuff because they're kind of like we're not just going to throw you in the deep end and be like yo you've never scored something before here you go like you know you gotta this is going on tv so you better not mess up and so the, I'm paired with him just to like kind of make sure that um, I'm not missing cues and then making them hitting all the stuff that they want scored because I don't really I, I tried my best but it's like it's hard like when you see a, a, a TV show with no music to it and you pick which parts have music and which don't and it's like up to you you know and like not all of it is actually scored it's like in a 10 minute episode might have two or three minutes of music and you have to choose where it is so you know um, but yeah so Right now, I like I can't say uh, the actual name of the cartoon or anything. Um, but when when it comes out, I think it's gonna start airing in like a month, um, and o- only in Canada on on YTV to start, which is like our biggest. It's like our cartoon network, kind of like it's the biggest uh, like kids network. But it's supposed to go to a lot of countries after, hopefully, um, if it does well. And but yeah, I got I got a few like of the things that I made for it. Like they're just like fifteen second. Yeah, let's let's tracks, hear. Them. But. Uh, kind of so like i when i was making it i kind of set my own limits um for like uh sound wise like the aesthetic i wanted to make everything um with no more than four tracks so like kind of you know back in the, in the 90s is all you had to record on four tracks so i kind of limited myself in ableton to basically four tracks and just like did with what i could with that and there's no no samples like everything is uh either like super royalty free or I made it or recorded it or something. So it's like, you know, that was the hardest part, but cause everything I do samples, but yeah, I'll just play them like back to back. Cool. Pick it, 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 pick it
Damn. So, yeah. Very dope. Um, that last one is like, uh, I don't know what what they're all going to be used for yet, but the last one is like my my villain, my theme for like the villain of the show is trying to like make something a bit darker. This is going to be crazy. So. You're going to be influencing kids all over Canada with the uh, subtle turntablism music. Yeah, hopefully like that's kind of the, yeah, one of the reasons why I decided to, when I won the contract that I, I was actually going to do it. Um because it's like it's a big commitment a year and stuff but as like you know how many how many like times do does like as a whole scene like do does a turntablist get approached for something like that like you know and it's just like it's just a good look to have our kind of our music out there on something that's you know it's maybe not going to be like super mainstream but who knows like you don't know until it comes out like how big it's going to be but it's just cool to have that out there and stuff and people hearing like what we do so Hopefully I don't drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Dope, man. Well, uh, yeah. I think we're we're kind of nearing the end of it. Um, shout out to all the the dub DJs in here. There's yeah, a lot for of people real. here. I think we we we're gonna try to get a, a cut session after because I definitely don't right. want to DJ right now. So <laughs> I'll uh, I'll let everybody else get up. But um, Mike so what, what's uh what's in the near future outside of like everything we've discussed? Like, is there anything that you want to plug or talk about or even yeah, like yeah. Um, announce? So let's see what do I got happening. Um, <laughs> what? Oh yeah, so uh, I'm playing Shambhala um, Festival in Canada at West, oh. doing like a yeah an hour set out there Saturday night. Um, it's like you know out of all the festivals that I could play, I think that's like the one. I don't know if it's if people know about it here, but it's in Canada. It's like it's not like the biggest festival out there, but it's the biggest for like like cool like non-mainstream edm music right. like it's like you know they they have like jazzy jeff and scratch bastard and, oh. and z trip and stuff like that and now i'm heading out there um that's in august um, i'm doing another festival in new york um like this year I, i'm starting the the past couple of years i've been so focused on battling and like anything within three months coming up to a battle i was just turning down like any um any sort of like bigger gigs like that like mixing gigs and stuff because i didn't want to like uh, take my focus off of my routine so right. i'd take gigs if i could do my routines at them but otherwise no but now you know i'm kind of i'm retired from battling or i'm like i'm trying to be we'll see and uh and so i'm taking more like mixing gigs and longer gigs and stuff um i started yeah i started producing two years ago and i've been producing a lot and i'm trying to I'm trying to make like my own kind of ep or something like just put music out I, that's what i really want to do is just make my own music um and the and yeah and like me and brace with the fresher then it's like we're gonna make music too Dope. um we're yeah like brace has a solo album coming out actually uh i think in the next two months brace will brace post about that uh he's got a solo album coming out like which is his third in a trilogy he his first one won like uh basically the grammy in canada like the juno he won best instrumental album um uh, for that and so his third one's coming out and the first single is featuring me scratching so it's the first like fresher than sort of thing coming out and it's it's uh i think it's um being debuted on, on the daily mail like the uk newspaper daily mail is doing the an audio stream of that on like july 5th or something so that's gonna be kind of cool like for both of us uh for our music coming out so yeah fresher than stuff my production just doing more gigs and that um yeah, I think that's probably it. Sleeping in and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, but we'll, uh, where, where can everybody find you on social media? 
um, at Vect on anything in the world, basically, except for Facebook is DJ Vect, but just Vect on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Gmail and I don't even know Snapchat. Vect, and that's with the two Ks and the E D K K E D. I don't know why it's spelled. I refuse to pronounce it the other way because you might beat me up. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, everybody clap it up for Vect. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks. That was awesome. Thank you, guys.